Hi everyone, I'm so happy to be sharing with you today online. I hope that you are all doing well and I cannot begin to tell you how much I miss you and look forward to when we can be together again in person. Today I would like to continue on from my husband Pastor Joel's message last week called Trust Issues, which I believe is so relevant for what we are all experiencing right now. We are living in a time that absolutely requires us to trust God in all our ways and lean not on our own understanding. This pandemic is a profound reminder of how deeply insecure our lives really are and how little control we have over our circumstances. This is a painful reality for many of us, especially those of us like me that would like to think we have everything planned out, organized and under control. I want to talk today about the two questions that Pastor Joel asked. First, have you been honest with God about the depths of your feelings lately? And two, have you found yourself self-isolating from God? I also want to talk about what it means to lament in our Christian experience. Pastor Joel briefly touched upon this word lament, and I'd like to take a closer look about what it means and how it relates to trust issues and trusting God. Learning to trust God in all our ways starts with knowing that He can be trusted with the depths of our feelings. And right now, we all have a lot of feelings going on inside of us. Let's be honest, the mood is heavy, and we're all feeling it in some way. Many of us are stressed, overwhelmed, discouraged, frustrated, lonely, bored, and just plain tired and worn out. In fact, a big part of our shared discomfort stems from the collective sense of grief and loss that the whole world is experiencing. We feel the world has changed, and it has. We know this is temporary, but it doesn't feel that way, and we realize that things will be different. The loss of normalcy, the fear of getting sick, financial stress, the constant barrage of bad news, the pain of isolation and the loss of connection with our friends, family and loved ones. This is hitting us and we're grieving. We're not used to this kind of collective grief that's hanging in the air. There's no doubt that the psychological stress is impacting all of us. And so what's that doing to our spiritual condition? What's going on in our heart? How are we doing? How are you doing? Have you asked yourself that question? Again, have you been honest with God about the depths of your feelings? And have you found yourself self-isolating from Him? Well, I don't know about you, but I have been drawn to the Psalms throughout this past year, looking for language to describe how I'm feeling and to know how to pray. And that's when I began to discover and learn about lament. Be gracious to me, Lord, praise the sixth Psalm, for I'm languishing. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are shaking with terror. Why do you stand far off, O Lord? Asked the tenth Psalm. Why do you hide yourself in time of trouble? And so it goes on. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? In Psalm 13. I think we can all relate to these sentiments in some way. So what does lament mean, and why is it important for right now? Well, the word lament means a passionate expression of grief, 
unhappiness or sorrow. As we know, there's an entire book in the Bible called Lamentations, which no one really likes to read, but it does tell us to pour out our hearts like water in the presence of the Lord. More than a third of the 150 Psalms are an expression of primarily David's laments. And so too, the book of Job has much to teach us about Job's honest and painful interaction with God, often in the form of lament. There are many expressions of lament in the New Testament as well. The laments that are found in the Psalms, like those I just quoted, are honest complaints that are poured out to God. They're cries of the heart, sometimes full of sadness, anger, fear, and despair. They're characterized by a gut-wrenching honesty and emotion. Take Psalm 44, verses 23 to 26. Awake, Lord! Why do you sleep? Stir yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. We can hear the psalmist crying out to God for help and rescue. He's asking. He's actually demanding an answer. Why? and accusing God of sleeping on the job. You can hear the desperation and despair in his voice. But in spite of being such a significant part of the Bible, lament is not a popular topic in Western Christianity, especially in our social media-obsessed culture that mostly shows us the sizzle reel of people's lives. Talking about our brokenness, suffering, and sorrow are often avoided in the modern church setting because the goal is to keep things positive, upbeat, and victorious. Yes, the gospel story is about our ultimate hope and the triumphant victory of Christ over sin and death, but we can't skip over the suffering and brokenness that accompanied it. The most significant lament was uttered by Jesus himself at the cross when he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Even with the knowledge of eventual victory. Many of us have been lamenting without even realizing it or labeling it as such. Like David and the psalmist, we're all asking right now, how long, O oh Lord? How many more days are we going to be in isolation? How many more lockdowns will we have to endure? When will we be able to see our friends and family again? Will this pandemic ever end? Why is this happening? Lamenting is more than just asking these questions, though. And it's more than just venting our emotions and expressing our grief. It's actually a powerful spiritual practice that builds our trust in God. And if you have trust issues, lament can help. It's a necessary but often neglected part of our relationship with God that draws us near to His heart and He to ours. It's the practice that leads us through our present sufferings into praise, hope, and into a renewed confidence in God. In order to get over something, we have to go through it. We know that breakthrough comes often after a breakdown in our own strength and resources. Triumph comes after facing a difficult trial. Passing a test is often what leads to our testimony. And at a time like now, the practice of lament has so many benefits for our emotional and spiritual health.
The first one is that it's a pathway to healing and spiritual growth. There's something powerful that happens when we express and name our feelings. It helps us to actually feel what's inside of us. When you name it, it moves through you. Emotions need motion. It's important that we acknowledge what we're going through. Suffering can, of any kind can be profoundly disorienting. It shakes up our assumptions about the world and our place in it. It brings confusion in the way we think things should be. We have to work this through with God. Fighting the feeling, stuffing it down, comparing it to other people's circumstances, ignoring it, finding ways to stay distracted, or pretending that it's not there, doesn't help because your body's producing the feeling and it will lead to all sorts of other issues if it doesn't have an outlet. Now, I'm not an advocate of wallowing in despair or throwing a never-ending pity party for ourselves, but I also know that we cannot just fast-forward into the praise party without truly being honest about our feelings. That does nothing to help us have an authentic relationship with God and others. Lament helps us to get those feelings out, move through them with God so that we can remember His faithfulness, trust in His goodness, and begin to praise even in the midst of our circumstances. It keeps us from self-isolating and avoiding God when we're hurting. It keeps us from hardening our hearts and allowing our frustrations and disappointments to turn into bitterness and resentment. It keeps us talking to Jesus and it pulls us into his comforting presence. You know, I remember a time when I was driving in my car by myself and I was feeling angry. And normally when I'm in the car on my own, I use that time to pray because with our busy life with our four kids, I've learned to take every free moment to talk to God. But this particular day, I was angry about something and it put me in a bad mood. As I was driving and stewing in my emotions, I felt the Holy Spirit nudge me and say, I know you're angry. Why don't you talk to me about it? And I hesitated to do so because I knew it wouldn't be pretty or polite or in any way holy. But he kept gently nudging me to talk to him. So I began expressing my feelings in a very real and honest way. And as I opened my heart more and more, I felt his presence surround me. I felt his deep comfort and his love. And in a short period of time, I didn't feel as angry. Just knowing that he cared about me and my feelings created space for me to draw near to him. Sometimes we self-isolate from God because we don't want to share the unpleasant feelings. We assume he already knows what's in our hearts. So why bother the creator of the universe with them? But as a relational God, He cares about every thought, every feeling, and every tear that is shed. Even Jesus wept when His friend Lazarus died. Before performing a miracle and raising him from the dead, He took the time to express His grief. Psalm 56 verse 8 in the message says, You've kept track of my every toss and turn through the sleepless nights. Each tear entered into your ledger, each ache written in your book. God just doesn't just see your tears. He holds them, records them, and responds to them. Psalm 34:18 in the message also says, if your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. There's such a beautiful comfort in knowing that we are cared for by a personal and accessible God. This should really encourage us to pray more. 
The second really important aspect of lament is that it helps us to live in the in-between moments, between the poles of life's really hard right now, but I'm going to trust in God's sovereignty, between the state of I'm not okay right now, but I will be okay because God will bring me through it. Lament helps us to wrestle with the paradox of pain and the promises of God's goodness. We might be suffering right now, but we will see victory. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Genuine worship and a real relationship with Christ will always be made up of both doubt and assurance. Part of being able to live faithfully in the tension of these paradoxes is the ability to grieve, express our deepest feelings fully and honestly, and cry out to God to rescue, to save, and to redeem. We know how the story ends. In glorious victory, there's redemption, reconciliation, and restoration. But how do we hold on to that reality when everything around us seems to be failing us and falling apart? We lament. And this brings us back to the promises of God and helps us to praise. It enables us to hang on and not give up, to endure and persevere, and to wait. You might think lament is the opposite of praise. It isn't. Instead, lament is the path to praise as we are led through our discouragement and disappointment into a decisive victory in Christ. And last, lament helps us to trust. As I said earlier, if you have trust issues, this is a good way to work them out. As we become more open and honest with God, we learn that He can be trusted with the depths of our feelings, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so we will tend to self-isolate and avoid God a lot less. He invites us to pour out our hearts to Him, for He is a refuge to us. And as we grow in our trust for God, we gain confidence that He has everything under control. He is for us, not against us. He is with us in every circumstance. He may not change our circumstances, but He promises to be with us in our pain and struggles. And He comforts those who mourn. He may not answer our why questions right away, but He promises to heal the brokenhearted and to bind up their wounds. What a rich spiritual resource that we've been given, and a key to help us get through this troubling and difficult time. So today, I would like to encourage you to turn to God and open your heart to Him. If you've been feeling distant from Him, start sharing your feelings in plain language. Allow Him to comfort you and be a safe refuge for the depths of your heart. He can be trusted. So let's lament instead of languishing. Let's lament instead of looking around at everyone else, listening to the opinions of others, scrolling through social media in search of an answer. And let's lament instead of living in despair and depression. As we do this, God will lead us into all trust. He will renew our strength. He will restore the joy of our salvation and He will carry us through this difficult season. The God of the mountain is also the God of the valley and He will lead us into a glorious victory for all to see. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we know that your eyes are upon us in this time of difficulty. We affirm and recognize that you, God, have been and continue to be with us throughout this pandemic. Yet over these 15 months, we've witnessed and experienced much grief and many struggles. We cry out for relief and justice and ask, How long, O Lord? 
And as we cry out to you with faith, we declare that our trust and confidence is in you. In our lament, we do not lose hope because we know that you are with us. Almighty God, you are our rock, our refuge, and an ever-present help in time of need. You calm our anxious thoughts and fill our despairing hearts with joy and strength. In your presence, we experience deep peace. We praise you for what you have done in our lives and for the victory that we know we will see. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful week, and if your heart is feeling heavy or you're just having a bad day, let it out and lament to God. He will comfort you in your time of need and lead you back into praise.